and welcome back to the Profile Pod. I'm your host, Double A, here for another spectacular episode of the pod. Thank you guys for tuning in once again, wherever you're tuning in from, the audio platforms, the visual platforms, anywhere. Uh, always a pleasure being here as your host. And uh, we have a very, very special guest in the store tonight. Once again, we always have the killer guests on the Profile Pod, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before we get going, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, follow me on Instagram, and uh, leave me a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, man. I always love getting the feedback and, you know, the interaction, the, the just the, the feedback in general, man. So I, I appreciate everybody's support out there on social media, YouTube, Instagram. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure getting that uh, support, man, because without that, you know, without an audience, uh, there's no platform. So once again, thank you, everybody, for, for supporting don't forget about Social Nostra. It's a network of talented creators and podcasters available now on Roku TV and Instagram. So go check out the Social Nostra, everybody. There's something there for you. So give us a follow and tap in. Uh, so let's get down to brass tacks, man. I always like to cut to the chase, man. I don't do. I'm not much of an intro guy. Uh, you know, I don't talk. I don't talk current events. I don't talk politics. Anything. I get right to it, man, because. I know that the audience, that's what the audience wants, man. You guys want the stories. You guys want the nitty-gritty and the meat and potatoes. So let's get to it, man. This gentleman uh, is here. He's an actor. He's been on many, many big, huge productions, man. Just to give you an idea, uh, NCIS on television, uh, LA Undercover. He's been on SWAT. He's been on Hawaii Five-0. A uh, couple of movies he's been on, The Wedding Ringer with Kevin, uh, Kevin Hart. Recently, he's with uh, the uh, home team starring Kevin James on Netflix. I mean, just to give you a glimpse, this gentleman is doing some big things, man. And uh, it's, a, it's an honor having him here. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome Mr. Anthony Fernandez. How you doing, my brother? Man, I'm great, brother. Great uh, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, brother, are you kidding me, man? Uh, it's, it's, it's an honor having you here, man. And like I always say, brother, um, I'll say it to him, blue in the face. This is the podcast that we bring on individuals who are doing extraordinary things in life to inspire the human spirit, brother. And you're going above and beyond doing that. Um, how's everything going, man? How, how, how you been lately? I, I always like to tap in, check in with my guests, man, before we get going. Uh, it's been great. Uh, you know, I just had a little downtime. I've been doing some work, uh, you know, home team dropped and we had a great run with that. We also have uh, horchata which we'll talk about, um, you know, that's going to be coming out soon. But other than that, man, I've been enjoying uh, the family. I went out to Yosemite for the weekend last weekend and came back refreshed and, uh, you know, ready to, to hit the ground running. Oh, nice. Yeah, Yosemite is uh, beautiful, man. Uh, last summer, I, I was, we have a trailer, and we, came, we were on our way to Mammoth. We came down from Sacramento, cut through Yosemite. First time ever. And uh, it was beautiful, man. Do you, were you guys camping? Were you guys? Do you have a trailer? No, nah, um, we we stayed. There was a, it was actually what's the spot? I think it's called Yosemite View Lodge, but it's about a mile away from the entrance of the park. So we were like like the first on the hill there. So, you know, and plus we just needed the place to toss your bags. We didn't want to spend too much time in the room anyway. So, but it was beautiful because you walk out, you open that the sliding glass, and right there is just a river running right behind you. And, uh, and then it, you go up into the park and it's just more beauty, bro. And I haven't been out, honestly. You know, my kids have had to sacrifice a little bit because I haven't gotten them out into, uh, you know, doing some camping or anything like I kind of got to when I was younger. So it was nice for me to start doing that. And, you know, that was just a great trip for us to take and get out in nature, you know, away from the city for a while. I hear you, brother. You know, it's uh, <laughs> we almost sold the, the RV, man, this like a few months ago. We almost sold it. Yeah, and I realized like, oh man, you know, I was looking at old, like just not old, but pictures from last year, man, just last year with the, with the kids and the family. And I told my wife, I was like, oh man, you know what? Nah, we're not selling it, man, because I, I realized how, what it's, you know, I had grown attached to it. Sure. And, and the memories you create, man. Yeah. Priceless. You can't replace that. Yeah. And the, right. And then the kids. And the, man, the kids, they're they're growing every every second. You don't realize that you could actually take a, a weekend away and come back and you, there's just a little subtle change, like, and it goes so quick that, 
anything that you own or anything you can do to kind of build those memories and keep them alive and stuff, man, good, good on you for, uh, you know, keeping it. Yeah, right. You know, exactly, brother. And, you know, growing up, I had gone camping now a couple times, man, but yeah, you cherish, uh, you cherish the camping in, in specifically, brother. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they say that the family who stays together camps together or the family that camps yeah. together stays together, man, because, you know, you're all and, and you're, you're connecting with yourselves, with your, your bonding. It's just a special experience, man. So. Oh, yeah. Like, like less distraction. Uh, it, it was kind of interesting because we hit a certain point driving up and then all of a sudden that, that phone service goes off. Uh, Wi-Fi is very hard to get a hold of. So the kids, you know, they, you're, you're literally forced to be in the yeah. moment with each other and things and the kids when they start to feel it, it's really a special thing that most of us haven't seen in a while. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think we had some static there, my man. Uh, but yeah, yeah, exactly, man. You, 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 you're forced to interact with each other, you know, yeah. and, and that's a beautiful thing, brother. But uh, but yeah, man, I, I see you. You know, you're doing a lot of big things, Anthony. Uh, you know, I admire you, man. Your work, your body of work. Thank you. Absolutely, brother. As, as an actor myself, and and uh, man, you know, I mean, right, right. Let's get right into it, then, brother. I mean. Uh, a home team, man. I mean, that's 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 the I, I got to watch that. I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, man. No, no, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. And you you were, I think you guys shot that in, in, in New Orleans, correct? New Orleans, yeah. We were down there. I got to live there for almost three months. And it was amazing because it was my first time uh, down there. Okay. And you play the role of Calvin. Calvin, yes. Marcos is my boy. Uh, yeah, I play Calvin. He's a, a football dad, and uh, he's very, very intense and passionate about his son's uh, ball playing. And, um, you know, Kevin James plays Sean Payton, uh, and that was, you know, it's based on a true story. So it was the year that he was suspended for Bounty Gate. Uh, he was the coach of the New Orleans Saints, and so he comes down to kind of get to know his estranged son a little bit better, and his son is is, is um, you know, he's on a junior high football team. And it's uh, kind of cool because uh, he ends up coaching their team. And I am definitely not a fan of it as as the father, Calvin, in, in the film. Right, right. No, uh, but amazing. I mean, happy Madison, right? Oh, yeah. Jeez. That's huge, man. That's huge. Absolutely, man. Is Calvin based on a real uh, father, father-son? No, you know, there are some characters in it. It was just a beautiful job. It was, it was well-written. Uh, the guy who plays Will, the other dad, Chris Titone, um, and his uh, co-writer, uh, Keith Bloom, uh, they got together during uh, COVID, you know, the, the, the shutdown. And so Chris Titone, uh, who the writer and plays uh, Will, he, um, he is well, now engaged to Sean Payton's daughter, Megan Payton. And wow. it's, uh, they got, so he and Keith got together for that year and uh, they wrote the story, the true story. There's so much detail and truth into everything. You know, there was even like, I, I was asking him, well, why are some of the kids wearing the pink socks or what was this? And, you know, it was 2012, but they, they got down to a level of accuracy that uh, was just phenomenal. It blew me away. And then even myself, like I had my own kind of questions, you know, you could tell me uh, some of the, the, true stories behind it but uh there are definitely real characters the kid Polly, who keeps getting uh the the football on the hiney <laughs> that he's a real guy i saw one of his tweets and he's there you know they're in their i believe they're uh young 20s now and he was just um you know he was so proud to have his character there uh the rest were based on similar people um, even even the cameo that Sean Payton himself made as the janitor, there was a janitor uh, that was, you know, that kind of character was based on. So uh, I would say loosely based, but very detail oriented as to the characters and the story. Yeah, man. And you mentioned the de the details because uh, if I'm not mistaken, I saw 
one of the kids had a a, a razor phone, right? Remember the old razor phone? Oh yeah, yeah. I it was uh, <laughs> you know it was funny going back because it, it forced me you know since I was a little older uh, to go back to 2012 in my mind and we we were thinking on well what can we do what dances were popular uh, you know what what was on the scene back then so it was a little stroll down memory lane and yeah everything even even you know. I have my ring and it's like the the black one you know that we're wearing nowadays kind of like so you can lift weights and stay active and everything but uh when they were switching out props i almost got away with it or you know i don't know i almost made a mistake but then the prop guy came back it's like no you gotta have this one because i don't think they had those in 2012. and uh yeah no so it, it was it was fun it, it's always fun doing a period piece but you know something that's not so far away from the time that we were in you just notice the subtle uh, differences and if you were kind of an a adolescent or younger and now you're an adult looking back on that is it was funny because I think it was like uh, when we were talking about the dances I was like well should we do the Dougie or what was it you know <laughs> that's right. everyone of course is on their phone googling and and plus it makes those elements when I'm putting together the character even before I got down there you know I was kind of thinking well when when when, when is the time period uh, you know, so you want to give life to everything. So you have to live before what we know, yeah. which is, is a fun thing to do. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Any, any uh, cool uh, or funny Kevin James stories on set that, that you can share with us or any, or any, any funny story on set that kind of, you know what, it's, it's so difficult because there weren't, there weren't any, um, I, I, there were so many moments that were just fun because there was so much levity and, and uh, it was just a real fun to set, set to be on. You know, we had Taylor Lautner was on there, Rob yeah. Schneider, uh, Jackie Sandler, uh, Ashley Kelly, Chris Titone. And uh, it, it was like he, even um, even behind the scenes, everyone has such personality and, and uh, you know, there were just it was nonstop. You know, you go into uh, on a Happy Madison, and you're gonna get uh, the, the riffs. We were riffing all the time, and uh, you know the the fans. I will say one thing: the the people that did the the background work were amazing because they had to stand, they had to sit in the stands for extended periods of time, but they had such a a chill vibe about them. They were so happy to be there that like they would really interact with us a lot to the point where you would almost go, hey, yeah, okay, give them a line. <laughs> um, but no, it was just fun. Every single time I, I went into work, you, you never knew what to expect. La Lavelle was on there just in between takes, like when you're filming something. Uh, I can't think of anything specific, but just, just the natural personalities of everyone was constantly keeping everyone uh, in good spirits. And, you know, we'd have some hot days, uh, we, we'd have some long days, but I don't ever remember thinking to myself, like, oh, I just want to get it, get back to the hotel or, yeah. you know, even, even uh, one of the producers, exact producers, uh, Alan Colbert, and he was uh, in Grandma's Boy and been in a bunch of other uh, Happy Madison films. Uh, he was hilarious. Uh, just, I remember it was surreal watching him because he came on and did a cameo as uh, one of the referees and just hearing his cadence in that pitch and, you know, I, I can't really do it with them, but that voice, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Cause I, you know, I grew up watching these guys and um, they, they helped uh, inspire me to, to, to get into the film and television industry and uh, just seeing them and working with them. It was amazing. Yeah, man, that's uh, yeah. What a, I can imagine. I can't even imagine that. What, what, what a cool, cool experience and to, to be on that set. Like you, you named all those, uh, those actors and, Actresses, uh, did Adam Sandler ever come on set? No, I didn't get to see him. I know he was on a tight schedule. Um, and now after seeing um, the this last one that he had, the basketball film uh, on Netflix come out, I'm sure that he, they were working on that. He's juggling so much. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I did get to spend some uh, quality time with uh, every single one of the cast members. And it was an amazing thing. Uh, I have a lot of respect and love for Kevin James to uh, to do what he does, be so funny, but then he can be so endearing. And uh, knowing that I, you know, I was in this case like the nemesis, just the one that you're not going to sell me on this and, and go toe to toe and eye to eye with him. That was an amazing thing. 
uh, just to see him work and uh, yeah, it, it was just an amazing experience being down there and uh, I got to talk with Rob Schneider and he gave me some jewels. He gave me some really great advice that you, you know, you just want to hear and you never know every every set that you walk on every every star that you admire and look up to when you when you go on to act with them you never know what to expect and fortunately enough in my my entire career i've never been on a set uh where i've been disappointed and home team did not let me down everyone had uh great hearts they're there to do uh the work so you know it's it's you have to come prepared and improve yourself but at the same time they're there with open arms and and welcoming you and like i said they'd always you know they hey, why don't you try this out you know that's a good idea i'm gonna say that you know we're on a time crunch and it's a big production so you you only have a certain amount of time to get those takes uh but everyone's so supportive and, and great you know and i and i i love being able to uh you know the three stooges is kind of like where me and the other two parents were ashley and chris uh they they were great to work with uh, and we would feed off each other. I remember, I think the, the, the entire time in between takes, we were uh, reminiscing on R&B songs and, and what was what was <laughs> back in the day and singing. And, you know, it was just a great time. I, I uh, have great memories. I'll always carry that one with me. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah, like I said, man, that's, uh, that's an epic, man. That's been an epic experience for you. But yeah, and Kevin James, man, he, he seems like a very down-to-earth guy. He, like you said, he he's, uh, seems like very approachable. You could have a conversation with him. And, and you know, well, what was he, um, you know, how, how, was, how was it working with him specifically? He was amazing. I would, uh, you know, uh, I would see him at the, in, in the gym. And, you know, I'm one of those guys that I don't like to disturb people too much while they're getting their workout on. But I respect him because the times that I would see him that we, that we didn't get a talk and we were just kind of like a, a what's up. He's just very warm and, and about it. And, but then for me, uh, as, as a witness, the fly on the wall, I'm getting there and I'm trying to do my thing and everything. You have, you start to earn a respect when you see someone's process and see, uh, you know, how much that they put into investing into themselves, their body, their, you know, the character, uh, being able to walk through those rehearsals and, and then just get a feel like even the, the scenes that I wasn't in that I would be on set that day. Uh, watching how much care that he took about getting the scenes right. And, uh, you know, of course, we, we have a, a lot of the young men on, that were on set, the football players and everything. And uh, he was just great as far as making sure no one went unnoticed and, uh, you know, always being positive. And I know he was, uh, he was hot and everything that he had to keep doing in between scenes and takes. And uh, I, I know that that's, that's hard work sometimes. And when you're the one that's carrying the movie, you know, it's a beautiful, ensemble that they put together but at the same time you know that uh you know he he had twice the work if not more than i had uh on that film but you know uh always a smile on his face he was never uh never like well my time my time it was never anything like that he was always more than willing to talk and and uh you know it just makes me feel good as is a you know, after coming up to that last day when they wrapped and I went and talked with him for a minute and I was like, yeah, let's, hey, let's grab a pic real quick. And uh, it was just nice talking to him, saying, man, he's like, you did a great job. I wish we had some more scenes together. And I was like, all right, me too. Uh, but just hearing that feedback and, you know, uh, getting to know someone on the other side of the camera, it just feels feels great. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, so I think some people have a misconception about acting, man. Like, it's like, oh, you just show up and you say your lines and, uh, that's not, that's far from the, the, the oh, yeah. far from the truth, man. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of pressure. There's, there's deadlines. There's, you got to rehearse. You have to, you know, there's a business side to acting. There's a lot that goes into it, and especially a, a production like this, man. And, uh, there's a lot, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, the, the, the scale and magnitude, I think it's set in because when I was down there filming, since it was a football film, um, there were several different locations that they had to use for, you know, different football fields and stadiums and looks and everything. Uh, and so we were still in kind of, you know, some the, the COVID restrictions were, were way heavy. Uh, so I would drive myself out from New Orleans to all these different parishes and the different places and schools that they would have. And uh, there was just one in particular, you know, you just hit, hit with those moments of, of surrealism when I looked out and I saw 
all of the trucks, uh, you know, the catering, the, the equipment that they're pulling out, all the manpower, the extras. And, you know, I was still on the road coming in. I just remember seeing it and thinking to myself, wow, this is so amazing. Like the amount of money and trust and time and care and effort that everyone collectively puts into that when you see it on that scale. I don't, you know, I've seen some big movies, but I've never been a part of something on that big of scale. Uh, so then it hits you on a, on a, on a second layer where, where it's like, and then all of that stops. So they, everyone there is watching or aware of what you're doing, you know, in your time. And so it is so much more than, you know, to, to not have respect and love for it, uh, and, and reverence, uh, if you are fortunate enough to be blessed with those sort of, uh, get like, you know, gifts and blessings to work on sets and, uh, you know, that I don't think you belong there because, um, because you know how it is when, when you feel like when you hit that realization, you're like, it's a, this is such a special thing. And so many other talented people could be in the shoes that you're in right now. But, you know, I, I got to wear, wear them for that particular one. And, uh, and then to know that everything stops and it's like cameras are rolling, you got your scenes, you got your lines. And, and uh, you know, it is, it's different than even coming in and saying a couple of lines on a major production is not really your thing you, you know they'll have a little less patience sometimes with you or it's like no you know you gotta say these lines and then you know bye bye but when you know that you're a part of it and i could wander around and kind of just soak it in and yeah. uh that just it, it, it amazes me it, it kind of uh it reinvigorates me every time that i get on set and i do that to like this is what i want to do this is what i'm doing and uh, you know, it just reaffirms the, you know, how how beautiful life is and how special I am to to be able to take part in it. Absolutely, man. Is it, is it ever intimidating for you, Anthony? I mean, everything you just described and, and something like this, man, and, you know, home team, you know, the production of this magnitude of this size. Do you feel intimidated? Uh, you know what? <laughs> That's funny because, you know, when I think about it, because I do think about it a lot since since that first day where someone decides, you know what? I'm going to go into Hollywood. Um, I don't know. I think that I've had enough of a past where it kind of prepared me for certain things. I, I really, I think everyone kind of has nerves. It's yeah. just how it is. But I've never really been, had like fear when it comes to that. It's like dive in, but it's, it's only as prepared as I am, as confident as I am, because I, I've been on both sides. So sometimes where I thought that I didn't need to prep as much, and it was a big mistake and I, I don't make those mistakes anymore. And then plus when I, when I first decided to start acting, I think that I was one of those times I was never one of these guys that was like from, from wealth and Hey, you know what? I can buy the best acting classes. Oh, only, only two grand a, a month. So oh, cool. Uh, it was never that I was at a point where um, I, it was almost like I was going one way and then that was a route that came off to that because I was going you know, let me just, let me just do this. Let me just get a degree or let me just do some business. Let me just do something for my family to provide. And because I'm a creative person, it's just kind of that was on the house. I'm like, no, why don't you try this real quick? Yeah. Uh, so I was at a point where I wouldn't, if I told somebody I was going to come on and I was going to give them emotion and I was going to be realistic and organic and give them these lines, I was almost at a point of desperation where I was like, there's no way I'm showing up and not doing it. And so I don't care how many people are watching me. There's no nerves. Uh, as long as I'm prepared in what I'm doing, I'm going to go out there. And it's still like that to this day. Uh, there's sometimes where I could be in a room of, you know, 20, 30 people. And sometimes I get a little hot or something. And I'm like, okay, wait, what was I going to say? But I can go in front of 100, 200, 3,000 people. And the camera can focus on me, but I just lock in and I go for it. So um, I don't know. I just think a lot of it is is, is how prepared you are. A lot of it is how uh, much you're willing to gamble and just jump. There's so much in this business that's you're at the edge of a cliff. Jump and just have faith uh, and, and, and let it just consume you and, and take it, you know, and, and that's kind of where it's gone. It's how I've been. It's how I've worked my entire life. Um, and it's also just been a part that has really worked well in the entertainment industry where taking big risks pays off uh, if, if you do it the right way. And, you know, I, I honestly to this day don't know exactly what that formula is, but uh, it's definitely 
uh, people trust me with work. They trust me with, with being the heavy. Uh, they trust me with, with taking, they have trusted me with crossing over from the heavy and giving me comedy and, you know, more like familial type uh, roles. And, mm. and I, I respect and, and, uh, and am so aware of uh, what a gift and blessing that is too. So just thankful and grateful. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you know, uh, I was telling you about the, the, the recent role I, I booked, uh, I shot a scene <clears throat> on the stationary bike. And yeah. <coughs> excuse me. I was talking to my son and he was asking me, how'd it go? And I said, good, good. And he said, okay. He asked me, so what did you take from it? And I was like, oh, I was kind of impressed with him. You know, he's, he's 20 years old. So I was like, oh, shit, okay. So, uh, right so I, 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 what I told him was, and uh, I said, you know what? They, they, they kind of modified my lines a little bit. And, uh, but I, I told them it wasn't, it wasn't that hard of an adjustment to make because of the fact that I had prepared myself for that scene. It was only like four lines I had, but I, I, you know, I prepared, I took it seriously, I prepared for it. So, you know, it wasn't that, it, I, it was on the fly. So I felt comfortable with making that adjustment yeah. only because of the preparation, man, as you just alluded to. I mean, and that goes for anything, though. You prepare, you prepare your ass off, and you're preparing for success. If, if you fail to prepare, <clears throat> if you don't prepare, then you're preparing to fail, right? Exactly. And that goes for anything, right? But I think your confidence level, when you prepare yourself to, and you just know you got it, man, that that confidence level comes Sure. Out, right? Yeah. And if it's, a, if it's a couple lines, it's four lines, or, you know, there's been, I, I think there was even a time where, uh, you know, two lines sometimes could could mess you up. Like I, I remember, I reflect back to, I think, uh, Days of Our Lives. So I had this, uh, I played like, you know, I come in and I threw Bo to the ground and, uh, and I said a couple of lines, but I remember I was going over them so much. It was, it was like just, I, I would go over to the point where I almost was worried that I would lose it. Um, but you know, in the moment, everything comes back to you, but, but that's true. So like, I, I can feel how even a few lines, you're preparing for that thing. And then, and then an adjustment, um, you know, kudos and respect, bro, because even a few lines, you know, I, I've seen, there's been some actors that literally like one line and in the moment, if I don't necessarily think, cause obviously you're there for a reason, you've earned that spot, you know, uh, so, but I, I have seen sometimes where an actor will have to go over it a bunch and a bunch and it's just been like the one thing, but I would never uh, judge them for that because I have been in those situations where even though I was prepared, something just didn't go right or your body, you know, your mind and body have a way of kind of geeking at certain times. And, um, you know, I always run hot too. So when I'm really relaxed and comfortable and in the zone, I love it. But I felt that uncomfort or the discomfort sometimes, uh, and then my own mind is kind of trying to trick me into, no, you're not as prepared as you were. Or how about this? And so it, it really is important that like the preparation because that's the only thing that'll kind of get you through that. Even if you gotta fake it till you make it, or you gotta, you know, readjust to something that wasn't. And then I still hear stories like uh, one of my one of my favorite series that I used to watch was uh, Deadwood. And I remember the doctor that was in that one. Um, and I think it was a story I had heard about it where he was a little upset because uh, he only, it was like some scene that they were just going to, you know, he had everything down and they were constantly rewriting things and, you know, like soap, soap operas would do that. So there are a lot of, uh, you know, acting and, and writing that they'll constantly be write, writing while they're trying to rehearse and learn their lines. But it turned from like a few lines into, he said, like a monologue, like a, uh, and it wasn't just one, it was like a multiple page monologue. And uh, so, but that's the type of acting that I always like and aspire to. You know, that's one of the biggest, I think that, that honestly, and you know, if you agree with me, you, you can tell me, but I think that's one of the biggest things that stops people because how many people would say that they didn't want to be a movie star? Uh, but I think that that's one of the biggest things is the lines. I think that people are so worried about being on the spot and not remembering their lines because that's one of the biggest questions that I get. So, so how do you remember your lines? Uh -huh. And uh, you know, some of the best actors that I've seen have a problem with lines, but it's, you know, it goes back to that preparation. If you go over something enough times, 
you find the, the, the system that works for you uh, and you have a, a passion for it to, you know, you love it enough to, to care about the outcome, then, you know, that's, that's what gets you through. And no matter how much rewriting, like, you know, some of, some of our acting coaches will tell us, they'll say, if you understand the content, that's why it's so vital for you to maybe not necessarily get word for word down but if you you understand what's going on in, in the scene and understand what your character wants and then you raise the stakes and you know if you understand that then even if the conversation like I, i've been on somewhere we've got we've improved a little bit or i've seen really great actors where they'll say the line it'll deviate but I say that's a great thing as long as the other actor that you're going with can can go along with that and it can go this other crazy route completely and, and then come right back to where it needs to connect again. And, and that's beautiful, that's organic, and that's acting. Wow, man. But oh, yeah, the lines. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. I, I and then you know, uh that's I've always wondered that, like, wow, you know, memor me because me you know, memorization comes into play. Uh, all that stuff, man, and it's it's interesting, man. It's interesting. What what um, you know, you, you seem you're very versatile, man. I've you've played in many different types of roles, Anthony. What is there a particular role or typical typical type of a character that you kind of uh, that you enjoy that you really enjoy, man? Uh, or, I mean, obviously, I think you you enjoy every role that you have or any type of character. But is there one particular character type that you that just you just really love, man? That you really enjoy? Well, uh, first, you know, uh, playing Calvin was amazing. The fact that they let me keep my tattoos on my neck was amazing. I've been fighting that my, my entire career and trying to get in the door before they close it. Uh, I use um, uh, illustrator, uh, alcohol-based makeup, and there's been some jobs that I've literally booked and shot and they never knew. If they did, the door would have been closed in my face uh, and they wouldn't have even given me the opportunity. But um, that one I'm really pleased and proud just because my kids can sit down and watch it and, you know, get to see me over and over. But as far as the character types, you know, I started out playing the heavies, the, the cholos, the tough guys, gangsters, and I always love that. Playing the bad guy is really fun. <laughs> uh, there are no rules that you have to live by, with, whereas the hero has, has to live by codes and honor and um, but, you know, as they, they allow me to cross over more and play more comedic roles and, and um, uh, you know, I, I go for those hero roles or, or the number one spot and, I, and I, I'm striving for that. But there's always going to be that little layer or lining of, of you can see something uh, with me and that's just who I am. That's who I am in real life. You know, I, uh, bad guy turned good. Uh, but, you know, as far as the character, I just, I want to play everything that, that, that quote unquote, they <laughs> uh, wouldn't, wouldn't cast me for it or think I couldn't play. I love period pieces. I love true stories. I, you know, I grew up, I love Westerns. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, I always wanted to, in my mind, I've said it over and over again, that I want to uh, make myself uh, marketable enough or important enough for them to say, I don't care how many tattoos he's got. We want him in this Western. Uh, we're gonna make it happen. We'll make him look legit. And you know, I match what whatever opportunity that uh, director, production, casting directors, whatever opportunity they give, I match as far as wanting to make them look good. Uh, that they made the right decision. Uh, show them how how uh, dedicated I am. Uh, you know, this is is not like a hobby this was this was me jumping off taking my family with me um going over the cliff and saying i have no idea uh if if we'll land safely or not and uh you know that's the type of dedication that i want people to see in every character that i play that and i want to represent for for the community because you know quite frankly we we talk about diversity all the time and we talk about how much uh, the makeup is of, of any Latino, uh, Latin American, South American uh, in, in the industry. But yet every role has to go out of their way to have uh, the little abuelita or they bring in the, the mariachi music and you know, like that. You're still supposed to play that stereotype. But I'm just of the belief that 
that these roles they create, they shouldn't be based on, on the fact that we happen to be that culture. It should just be people of that culture that are in the same circumstances that every other race and culture find themselves in. You know, whether it's the, the spouse, the husband or wife that's been cheated on, or it's the, the parent has the, the delinquent uh, teenager that they're dealing with, or somebody that finds out they have a terminal ailment, uh, we belong in these stories and these roles, which a lot of times I think we're subjugated to the secondary or the third or even in the background. And when they do bring us in, uh, they bring us in to a spicy it up. And my thing uh, of playing those characters is it doesn't mean I don't want to play those characters and it doesn't mean that those stories aren't worthy of it. But yeah, how many, how many uh, lead, lead characters are, are Latino or, or Mexican? Uh, you know, that, that happen to lead a complete ensemble cast where the whole cast isn't focused on the fact that it's because they're from that culture. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, give me a couple six guns and, and uh, you know, those type of stories, I always like it, you know, the revenants and uh, even the gangster stories. And the more you find out uh, about how much we were there for history, uh, in, in, in certain things that they, they kind of left us out of, like we were there for, for a lot. So, you know, I, I don't know what character specifically, but I, I know that it's, it's breaking boundaries. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful, man. I, I like that, man. That's cool. No, that's important, man. That's important. That's, uh, I was watching your scene with um, opposite uh, Wilmer Valderrama, hmm. uh, uh, NCIS, right? Uh, with, you, you, were, you, were, um, you were cooking breakfast. Yeah. And uh, you play, <laughs> you have the Joe House Fred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You, that breakfast was looking good, man. And then, and then you poured the, the, the grape jelly on it. Yeah. And, uh, and then and Wilmer was like, ah, okay, I'll, I think I'm going to pass. Why don't we go out to eat? And then, like, yeah. the, the, the scene tw like turned around. Like, all of a sudden, it got real serious. Uh, real cool scene, man. But uh, that, I was, that, I enjoyed that, man. That was, uh, I think that's on your IMDb. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you, ladies and gentlemen, go check out uh, Anthony's IMDb. You'll you'll get a lot of you know, snapshot of his work there with his reels, his acting reels. And, but uh, but yeah, I think you played Louis Louis Carter on, on NCIS, correct? Man, you know what? That was a fun scene. It was a, it was a fun episode uh, to film. I believe we were on there for like two weeks. Every episode will take two weeks to film. But that particular scene, I'm glad you brought that one up because uh, I don't know. To me, you can tell, but I was there, so it's difficult. But like, it's so endearing that that particular scene, and I believe it was one of the last ones that we had shot, because uh, not everything is in order. But you know, we went through that breakfast scene, and you know, kudos and uh, respect and love to uh, the the crew because I we had to do it multiple times, and every time I would just load <laughs> that jelly up and. Um, but it really, it really was a nice scene, man, because the connection, you know, I had heard that they hadn't really done that with, um, with Wilmer's character, kind of do the, the whole buddy, buddy thing. And just to be able to work with him and, and get the advice that I heard and then to be able to work with Mark Harmon, that was just an amazing thing. I, you know, one of the ones I always bring up is uh, summer school. So you know, I, I remember, I, I, I even believe he was in, I can't remember exactly what they entitled it, but it was, a, you know, another Tombstone uh, movie, like the uh, Western, you know, yeah. I just remember watching him as a kid and we went over that scene. That, that was the heaviest scene that, that I had because I believe that that seems like eight, nine pages, oh, wow. uh, straight hardcore dialogue and, and we ran through it. Uh, you know, they trying to decide, and those are those moments where I do, I step up and I say, "No, we're we're gonna do it," because they're, they're deciding whether they want to clip it up into sound. Like, no, let's let's see how much we can get all the way through. And we went through it every time, all the way through. And uh, but wow. to look over the table, he was like, "Hey, you worked on that one." Huh? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you know, I did." Uh, you know, to get that look from you know respect to him because uh, it's amazing, and just knowing you get a bounce dialogue off it. Uh, such heavyweight actors is an amazing thing and at some point you you do kind of uh, get that feeling like you know what I belong here aside from any any nervousness any jitters I, I belong here and uh, I, I just thought it was a great story because that was my character you know uh, Luis Carter 
Gavey, everything that uh, that he embodied was sort of who I was, except for going to prison for as long as he had. But, you know, I was able to bring so much more of me to him without having to create it uh, on the exterior. And it, I'm just so thankful that they gave me such a heartwarming uh, story, storyline. Very cool, man. Yeah, I, I, I watched that scene, too, with, with Mark Harmon, and it's on your reel. And that was a powerful scene. Yeah, man, you went hard on that. Absolutely, yeah. man. There's no, no, no joking around there. Thank man. you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I want to take it back a little bit, though, Anthony. You know, I'm sure you get this a lot, man. And, you know, actors get this a lot. You know, what, what inspired you to get into acting? Take us back to that moment where you decided you were, you were going to, you know, jump into this and, and commit to it and, and give it a shot. Um, well, you know, uh, we, we talked earlier and, and I grew up uh, on the road a lot. It was, it was always moving. There was, there was a new place. Um, and I, I was not born out of wealth everywhere. We, we landed, it was, you know, government housing and, and food stamps. And, you know, I, I remember, I'm old enough to remember you go in the grocery store and the generic was the all white box that just said cereal on it. So, um, you know, it, I didn't realize it at the time, but you know, there was a lot probably going on when I was little emotion wise. And just one of the comforts I always had was, was movies, you know, you could go see a movie or, you know, around that time we were, you know, blockbuster and, and, and rent movies. And I really, those were the characters and the people that I was closest to. Uh, so, you know, I think at some point in time, I started getting older and, and I kind of left it alone and started running the streets more. Uh, you forget about those things they, they gave you comfort because you find new comforts. And so, you know, years later and, and a lot of miles later, I found myself kind of, uh, you know, I, I weaned myself off the streets by bouncing. Uh, I got my first job bouncing at a nightclub in 99 and it was in Anaheim uh, called The Boogie. Cowboy Boogie. And so it was, you know, it was good enough to get me out of the streets but it was only because I could still indulge in those things that I was partaking in for a legitimate paycheck. And so, you know, I, I said, that's all it was about. I was, uh, I was single, I was young, I was making a lot of money and, you know, fighting every night and probably drunk every night too. And so as far as I was concerned, I was living the life. Uh, and so even I remember I had a, me and my, uh, my best friend, my, my roommate, he worked with me too. We were both co-managers there. We had like our music studio at the pad. So it was like every night after, you know, AM, we'd be sitting there drinking and rapping. And so I, I was like, oh yeah, no, that's what it's gonna be. I'm gonna I'm, I'm rap, you know? And, uh, and you know, if anyone saw me back then, man, you wouldn't even think of bald hair, you know? I got tattoos all over here. Everything I wore was black, you know? Right. Uh, and 2006, that club closed, but that was the same year that uh, my now wife and I uh, got together, instant family. Uh, I, I was like, I got it, but that was the same year that the club closed and I didn't really have a degree or education or anything. So uh, I floundered around for a while trying to find whatever security work, but that wasn't paying like the club was. And so I, I was kind of like, you know what, I give up. I'm going to go back to school. I'm just going to go get some jobs, screw, screw the dreams or whatever. And at some point, even then, it rides with you. You know, I think like uh, even me thinking I would be like a rap star, I was like, well, you be a rap star, and then we put you in a movie, and then you get that, so you get this. Uh, but but all of a sudden, within you know a year or two, I find myself kind of off the track that, that I was you know thinking. And so when I went back, it literally was I'm just gonna get start getting a business degree because you need to know business in, in whatever it is. I still haven't found what I love again. And so uh, I was choosing, and the college was right over in uh, in Cypress, California, Cypress College, mm -hmm. uh, community college, and I just went to start, you know, and they wanted you to choose electives, so I was like, okay, cool, you know, I'm choose something that, that I like a little bit, and I was like, oh, acting. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, he's like, well, you know, it might help, and, and at that, that time, I'm going to honest man my, my ego was was the lowest it's ever been my confidence was the lowest it's ever been i was i was still drinking really heavy and you know i just didn't know where it would go i thought almost like i was failing you know as a husband and a father and provider and, 
But, you know, just being in college, I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to do that. And and uh, I love him to death to this day. My first teacher, acting uh, teacher, was uh, is Mark Majerian. And the way that he just instructed her, it just opened up something in me. Uh, it was therapy. I loved going to class. Uh, it started uh, reinvigorating the, the ego. And I kind of got, you know, okay, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, But I studied for like three, four years uh, there. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I was supposed to be like, okay, on to the next, or you know, let me go to school, or let me go and try and find a, a job. But it was kind of like there was itching, and like, let me try this one last thing, let me just for me. Let me try the. I, I, I can, if I can do everything that I've done in in life up to this point, I can do this. Let me take it to Hollywood. And so after a bit of like thinking about it, I, I finally decided, and that was probably around like two thousand. 2009 maybe okay uh, so from 2006 to 2009 uh, i think maybe maybe it was 2010 something like that so like three years later uh, i decided that was it and i was going to try and at that time you know luckily we have a few things the way you could go online and submit you know they had la casting and some of the sites there so and uh, there was you know i just believe god puts everything in order and structure and as long as you walk uh, you'll find it. Yeah. If you don't and you sit and you just say, I want something, it's not going to happen because you're not finding it. Yeah. Uh, but one of the guys that was in my class, he was like, hey, uh, by the way, this was the time when I think kind of like graduating, you know, we're kind of out. It's like classes were done, done as much as we could there. And I'm like, I'm still over here. I'm pretty far away from Hollywood. I want to be there, but I don't, I don't know how you jump into it. Uh -huh. And just luckily there was a, uh, this one uh, friend of mine uh, named Lloyd, and he was like, hey, by the way, uh, I have this connection, this, this friend of mine, and uh, they know of a, a studio up in, in Studio City, mm -hmm. uh, North Hollywood area, and he was like, um, it's, if you want to go, and that was the, exactly the type of connection and adventure I wanted from that point. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm down, let's go do this. Uh, Anthony, man, you... you, you... You're doing, you've done so much, man. You're doing so much. And, uh, I mean, you're, you're going to continue to do your thing, man. You're an inspiration, brother. To Thank you. Personally. I appreciate that, really. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Great story, man. And, um, you know, I look forward to all your future work, brother. And uh, before we wrap things up, man, what, where can everybody find you? Where can they connect with your work? you know, social media, websites, IMDb, et cetera, et cetera, man. Go ahead and plug. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, Instagram, actor Anthony. That was, that was actually a good one I pinned because uh, I knew I was like the easiest thing for someone to remember my first yeah. name and that I'm an actor. So actor Anthony on uh, IG and you can find me on Twitter, actor Anthony as well. Uh, also, you know, Facebook, look up Anthony O. Fernandez. If you're interested in seeing more of my resume and my work, go to imdb.com and then look up Anthony L. Fernandez. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty much it. I'm trying TikTok now, so be patient with me. I believe I'm actor Anthony or actor Anthony L. on that one, just depending on, on what it is. But, you know, I'm kind of one of those... Uh, caught in half in half out I'm, I'm with the times and i know what you got to do but uh you know slow start yeah i gotta check that tiktok out man you're doing some you know, yes sir skit, skits and stuff or funny skits. yeah you know i mean you would think i would be doing a whole lot more of them but it, it, it just um i haven't really gotten into that rhythm yet i do like i enjoy giving uh, advice, you know, on Twitter, and, and I'll put out acting advice for people who want are up and coming because that to me is one of the most important uses for social media. But you know, aside from it's just establishing my brand, promoting, uh, I really enjoy the work that I've done as well. Uh, you know, I'm proud of it. So, uh, you know, further down the road, who knows what I want to do? I think about teaching, uh, you know, mm. but I still got some work to do my, myself. So this year, you're going to see a lot more of that. And yeah, with the TikToks, uh, we've been behind the scenes working on a few things. So uh, we're going to give a few different things to try and see what we can come up with. And, you know, collaborations too. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you. I'll try and make it to that 100th we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and we'll chop it up more. But that's, that's what I'm about. Just make these connections and content and who knows where they lead and 
and just by someone's idea or by people becoming comfortable and, and acquainting, acquainting themselves with each other, uh, magic can happen that way. And that's what opens doors and creations to other things. So yeah, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I'm enjoying life right now. I'm, you know, hustling hard. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. No, I wish you all the success, brother. Continued success. And uh, yeah, like you said, man, uh, we can hook up later on and hopefully meet in person and uh, yes, sir. You know, maybe work together somehow. You, know, you never know. So yep. I want to thank you once again, man, for taking the time being here on the Profile Pod right here with myself. And uh, like I said, man, it's, it's an honor having you here, man. So I appreciate you. My pleasure. Absolutely. I would not be doing anything. I would not want to be doing anything else tonight and right now. And I really enjoyed my time chopping it up with you. Uh, and, and like I say, you know, when we were talking earlier, the things that sometimes we don't want to share, we think aren't valid or important in our lives. Um, they can do so much for somebody who's listening and watching. And that's, uh, that's what I'm all about. You know, I want to be, uh, I was blessed to want to be the blessing and that's what I want to continue to do. And uh, I think it's important to, to share, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything, just so that people don't feel uh, so alone of like there's something they should or could be doing different. It's hard just to, what do you say, in that camp by new love, it's hard enough just to be yourself. <clears throat> it's true. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, you know, we're all that's what I want to do. Yeah, no doubt, man. We, I mean, we're all, we're all different. We're yet so, so alike, man. So, uh, My once brother. Again, absolutely, man. I appreciate you, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, there's Anthony Al Fernandez actor extraordinaire go check him out go connect with him go look watch his work and uh, you, I mean, you'll be entertained man for sure and uh so i want to thank everybody for tuning in once again right here whether you're tuning in on the audio the video uh anytime, anywhere man wherever however you're tuning in man thank you so much for being here don't forget to uh, connect with me on instagram follow go follow anthony and uh you know let's build that community man to me continue to, to, to build unity and community and uh and network and all that good stuff, man. So thanks again. Thank you, everybody. Uh, for Anthony Al Fernandez, I'm Double A, your host of the Profile Pod. We will see you guys next week right here on another episode with another outstanding guest. So once again, thank you, guys. And always remember to take it easy. Thanks again, Anthony. double a here hey check it out i am now an ambassador for ray's energy drink if you're looking for an energy drink that's going to provide you with maximum stamina energy focus and recovery do not look any further ray's energy has got you covered go to repsports.com that's r-e-p-p-s-p-o-r-t-s.com and enter promo code profile to receive 15 percent off all of your orders tell them double a sent you and always remember to take it easy. You're watching Profile Pod TV with Double A. And always remember to take it easy.